Welcome, welcome. The Recovery Guy Podcast. Recovery is a lifelong process. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. And if it's Thursday, this must be the checkup. Hey, I hope you are doing well. Uh, I am continually excited as I see the response that we're getting from you, the listener, participant, partner. Uh, We're so thrilled to have you. Um, I was looking at some stats uh, just uh, before uh, this uh, podcast would air. And we are at uh, 1,179 uh, downloads since we started recording uh, August 2nd. So in, in just a couple months' time, uh, you have been so gracious to us. We are so glad that you are here. Recovery Guy is here to stay because recovery is here to stay. And whether I'm involved in the equation or not, uh, just as when Bill and Bob and all the greats and the founders of, of AA and other recovery programs have have long since gone and gone to recovery heaven, uh, recovery is still here. And I know it will be continuing to grow strong even after I grow weak and pass away. And I have you to thank for that. There's so many uh, friends of mine out there. I won't mention any names because of anonymity. You know who you are. I'm working with you to pass that torch along that you can continue to make a difference and take my place uh, when I'm gone, just like I continue to strive to take the place of, of Abe and Texas Mike and my sponsor, Jack, and all the others who have gone on before us uh, in terms of living this thing called recovery. Hey, uh, please, on the podcast, would you please listen, uh, comment, maybe share, subscribe, and that would help us out tremendously. You know, today's podcast, um, it's entitled One Day at a Time, for the rest of your life, one day at a time for the rest of your life. And we'll chat about that as we, as we move through today. You know, uh, I love quotes. Um, uh, this is from Albert Einstein. Uh, he says, learn from yesterday, live for today, and hope for tomorrow. The important thing is to not stop questioning. And when I put that in recovery speakies, we look at where we were yesterday and we decide we don't want to go down that path any longer. So we're learning from that pain, that suffering, that going without, right? That we do when we deny ourselves the happiness, the joyousness, and the freedom that only comes when we are relieved from the bondage of 
our behavior or our addiction. So we learn from that. And as a result of that, we live in the moment. We live for the day and we hope for tomorrow. Our hope is in tomorrow. And again, the important thing is to not stop working. Uh, we hope and we live and we learn. And, and those things are intertwined, even though Einstein put them in that order, because I'm still learning from yesterday, even though yesterday was a pretty good day, right? Maybe it was for you too, but there's still something for me to extract because as good as yesterday was, you know what? Maybe I could have made it a little bit better. Maybe I can make some changes today as I live for today that will encourage me, that will then translate into having even greater hope for tomorrow. And again, the important thing is to not stop questioning, to not examining, always examine, always look, always look for another way to sharpen our saw as we get together with other friends and like-minded people in recovery. Here is one of the most important portions of readings I have ever heard to this day. And as you know, if you've listened to me, I've, I've got over 33 years of personal recovery, came through, you know, recovered from alcoholism and drug addiction. I've recovered from uh, bulimia, uh, pornography, compulsive uh, gambling. Uh, there are so many things that we get well from. Uh, I haven't had a cigarette since 1993. You know, so we we overcome so many things on our road and on our journey to this thing called recovery or wellness, right? So here's the deal. Um, early on, I was handed a, a book called As Bill Sees It. And if you're an AA, you might have heard it before, you've seen it before. If you're not in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, the, the, the likelihood is you haven't, but I would recommend this book for anyone looking to grow and to change and to make the incremental improvements. Uh, it's a great book because it's a compilation of all the things that Bill Wilson, obviously, if you're from outside the program of AA, he is a co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, and he wrote these amazing letters. This particular letter was written in 1958. Obviously, you know, AA had been around a little bit more than 20 years at this time. And so they he had a lot to learn along the way as the program continued to evolve and take on a different, different shape and even, you know, practicing the principles a different way because now you've got some history of what works, what could work better, and maybe what doesn't work at all. So here's Bill talking about quantity or quality, and that's the title of the, of the excerpt. And this is referring to a person who has relapsed, and we've all relapsed, right? When I was bulimic, I would go three or four months without throwing up, and then, and then I would go a week or two, and, and I would throw up three times a day, right? Or when I had my problem with gambling, I could go a few weeks or a stretch and then and then I would fall and I would go lose some money or or just begin to take on that behavior again. And we we do those things. And of course, as as many of you do know, I was uh, clean and sober 72 days and then I would relapse, come back on April 25th, uh, 1986. 
And by the way, when you think about one day at a time, 12,228 days consecutive sobriety for me. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) When you think about we are a people who had trouble staying a morning away from not engaging in that negative behavior, regardless of what the behavior of the substance was, we would, we would swear off the previous night, we'd go to sleep, we'd wake up in the morning and try to make a firm resolution to live what we, what we decided the previous night, but then by noon, we were failing again. And I don't know how many times that happened to you, but prior to me getting to the program of recovery, it was pretty common for me to do that. So here's what Bill says. He says, about this slip business, I love how he frames it there, this slip business, he says, I would not be too discouraged. I think you are suffering from a great deal from a needless sense of guilt. For some reason or other, the Lord has laid out tougher paths for some of us, and I guess you are treading one of them. God is not asking us to be successful. He is only asking us to try to be that you surely are doing and have been doing so. So I would not stay away from AA through any feeling of discouragement or shame. It's just the place you should be. Why not just try as a member? You don't have to carry the whole AA on your back, you know? It's not always the quantity of good things that you do. It's also the quality that counts. Above all, take it one day at a time. You know, I'm not going to repeat that because there's too much to unpack and, and I, would be un, I would be tempted to unpack it all and that would be the entire podcast, which I don't want to do. So go back and read it. You can, you can uh, Google it, uh, find it on uh, you know, any search engine, um, page 11, as Bill sees it, quantity or quality, read for yourself, absorb it. And of course, if you're not from the program of AA, it really doesn't matter because we can change some things around. You, know, you don't have to carry the whole of GA on your back or OA or NA or SA or EA or CA. Just flip it to make it work for you because the content is what's important. Stop putting so much pressure on ourselves in the now. And above all, take it one day at a time, as I have done for 12,228 days. I remember when I was early on in sobriety, and I actually told this at a treatment center when I, again, had the blessed opportunity to go to Annie's house uh, down in Draper, Utah, and minister with a couple of my friends and go to this amazing um, women's residential facility and share my experience drinking out. But I was sharing with them an incident where I was in Las Vegas and I picked up a hitchhiker who had to go uh, all the way out to Rainbow Boulevard. And back in those days, back in 1986, if you got to Redwood Boulevard off of Charleston, the only thing out that way was Red Rock Canyon. There was nothing there, no homes, no nothing out there. So I dropped this person off at, um, at the corner there, and I turned around to come back down Charleston to get to my uh, late lunch bunch meeting with my dear friend, Buddy, who's still running that meeting 
42 years later. It's crazy. 41 years later anyway. Um, so I turn around and I'm coming down Charleston Avenue and I could just think of all the bars that I had drank at and all the bars that I had not drank at. Because if you know anything about Las Vegas, you know, bars are kind of a common place, right? So I'm coming down Charleston Boulevard and, and I get real scared and I, and I stopped and I, and I asked God and, you know, cause God does with that for us, what we can't do for ourselves. And I was afraid that I wasn't going to make it to my meeting. Again, I was within probably within six months of sobriety or at least not drinking and using. Right. Um, so, so I figured it would take me about 15 minutes to get from where I was at to the Alano club, the turning point. So I stopped and I prayed and I said, God, if you'll give me just 15 more minutes to get to that club, I'm going to be okay. And I got my resolve. I focused, got back behind the wheel, started the engine, and I made it to my meeting. I asked, not for a day, but I needed to break that thing down for 15 minutes. And that's sometimes what we do in the beginning because we want to Take it one day at a time as Bill admonishes us to do. And that's great in the beginning. And I recommend every newcomer to stay as focused in the now as you can. Because what happens to us is we have a tendency when we get too far out in front of our skis, if you're a skier, I'm not a skier. I just know the term. Uh, So if we get too far out in front of our skis, bad things can happen. You know, we begin projecting and because we're still dealing with a negative mindset, because we are fairly sober and we haven't had enough good things to come our way to really build the evidence that today was probably going to be pretty successful. We're, we're hanging onto the edge of our seats, right? And, and tomorrow we know is, is possible, but God forbid something happens between now and then. And I screw the whole thing up because again, that's my M.O. That's Robert. That's how Robert lived, right? No matter what Robert said he was going to do, give him a minute, he'll screw that up too, right? Remember, that's how we were. That's how people viewed us. So now we come into recovery, and it's one day at a time, which is a great thing, because what generally would happen would be I would, I would look ahead, but I would project outcome. And usually the outcome I would project would often be negative because I was a negative Nelly, right? The, sh- the other shoe was always going to drop. It was just a matter of time. Not if it was, but when it was going to drop. So me keeping my head out of projecting results tomorrow was really a good thing. But after a while, you know, it says that we become weller than the well, for we have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, that we are sure that God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free, not just within the day, but moving forward and outward. Now, again, everything that I do focuses around the day when I go to sleep at night and I, and I get my rest for the following day, I wake up with a firm resolution to be the best possible version of me I can be, right? And then I set my course for the day and I'm being the best me as possible. But you know what? 
I have things that I'm planning ahead. I've got appointments I've got to go to. I've got relationships in my life. I do counseling. I have other family and personal commitments. You know, I hit the gym, just different things where I'm planning out there, but I'm living one day at a time for the rest of my life, right? I am a person whose addiction is stamped in his DNA. So we, as a people, always have to be a little bit more conscious and aware than the next person, and we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. However, I believe because recovery, and again, it doesn't matter if you're in a biblical-based recovery program, either through the LDS Church or or Celebrate Recovery or Reformers Unanimous or something from the Catholic Society. There's a lot of good church and and religious-based programs out there that do an amazing job, right, if that's your mindset. And of course, there's you know, A-A-N-A-O-A-G-A-S-A-E-A, you know, all the 12-step groups that are that are out there, you find one that's going to work, but each one of them will teach us how to move forward from that one-day-at-a-time mentality to begin having confidence in that power that's greater than ourself that we can learn to live and hope for beyond. You know, um, I love what Maxwell said going back to that uh, uh, Albert Einstein quote, you know, um, if there's uh, uh, hope in the future, there's power in the present. And that's what Einstein was talking about. Learn from yesterday, live for today, hope for tomorrow. And because there's hope for tomorrow, there's power in the present, in the present where I can live out my day in power, right? And depending upon how good my day was today, not only as I would interact throughout that day, but how I would close that day out pretty much sets me up for success tomorrow. That's why in the Sanskrit poem, it says, look to this day. Great poem. It's on one of my podcasts. Uh, If you haven't heard it before, uh, it's by the Kalidasa, and it's a Sanskrit poem, and it's unbelievably insightful and inspiring. So, Because the program of recovery is about lifestyle, about anyone, because it's all principle-based, when we look forward to each step and each transition we make, we become less concerned about planning things for tomorrow. And here's the deal. Even though it's one day at a time, and I am recovered by staying in recovery one day at a time, I still do not intend to drink or use or carry on with other negative behavior for the rest of my life. That is my intention. So I live one day at a time with the rest of my life in mind. That way... I can see how much I can do, right? But I am careful not to project outcomes, right? Because who likes to be disappointed? You know, everything looks great in a dream and then you play it out in real life and it's and it's not as much, right? So we need to safeguard against that. However, we can gradually begin to trust the day that we're having as we continue to move down this 
path of what we call recovery. And as we do that, we can be then begin seeing ourselves as a person who can do this for life. One day at a time for life. Because remember, recovery is not a destination. Recovery, as we all know and we've shared, is a journey. And so I want that journey to move me from today into tomorrow. Most of my day tomorrow is is already planned. I know what I'm going to do pretty much from the morning I get up. My afternoon after 5, from 5 to 6, is 6.30 is not necessarily planned. I don't have to do anything at all. But then after that, I caught a couple things in motion. I've got some things I'm already planning to do on Friday. I know what I'm doing Saturday night. I even know what I'm doing Sunday because it's my grandchildren's birthday. So the family's coming over to the house. So and and Sunday and Monday, Laura and I are off. So we're already planning things out next week. Got a doctor's appointment. So we can we can live one day at a time for the rest of our life. We don't have to be locked down and afraid to think outside. Now, if you are concerned that you might get too carried away, well, that's where working with your sponsor or another confidant really comes into play. And I hope if you haven't got a sponsor or someone that you trust and you work with uh, on a recovery level, if you haven't got that, would you get that? Because you know what? In all darkness, and oftentimes early recovery is, a little bit of light makes a big difference, don't you think? Even when I come down to my podcast room and I, and I turn on one of the lights, my overhead, and then I even turn on another light at my desk so I can illuminate a couple points of reference that I refer to because I don't do everything from memory. So I like little notes taped up and reminder of the, 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 you know, the progress information I want to introduce. So I put a little light on it, right? And that gives me a clearer sense of what I need to pay attention to so I make sure I deliver the information or do what I'm supposed to do along the way. And so if you are a little concerned with the right path and, you know, should I look to next Wednesday or or what have you, just get with the confidant, someone that you can trust, someone who's where you want to be and you like how they got there, and enlist them and their opinion and see how that goes for you. I'm so grateful that when I met my group of, of influencers in 12-step recovery, especially when I came back from my relapse, they convinced me that one day at a time I can do this forever. And just like my sponsor, Jack, who passed away in January with 44 years of personal recovery, unbelievable that this man was in my life. That was Jack's thing. He said, Robert, I'm just doing this thing one day at a time for the rest of my life. And my goal and my focus is to die a sober man. And he did. That was his goal, his focus. While he focused on today and the service that he was involved with, he knew he had a plan moving forward. So as Bill says, above all, take it one day at a time. Absolutely. I love one day at a time. However, let's add on to that. We can learn from yesterday, live for today, hope for tomorrow. But as Einstein said, the important thing is not to stop questioning or not to stop growing. 
we question ourselves to make sure in that uh, objective, you know, subjective, but from an objective standpoint, uh, we question ourselves to make sure that we we're learning what we learned, that we're living it out today, and we're applying what we did today as our hope for tomorrow. And we put this whole thing together. And remember, I love this quote from Quantity or Quality. God is not asking us to be successful. He is only asking us to try to be. And that you surely are doing and have been doing so. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Checkup. My name is Robert. I'm the recovery guy. Let's get well together. Have a great day. I was trying to do everything.